There's an old Australian stockman lying, dying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered around and he says, Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. They're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo, kangaroo down. down. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. down. Keep me cockatoo cool, curl. Keep, sorry, what? Keep me cockatoo cool. But, oh, no. Oh, don't go acting the fool, curl. Just keep me cockatoo cool all together now. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. I'm gonna come. And take me koala back, Jack. Take me koala back. He lives somewhere out on the track, Mac. So take me koala back all together now. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. Tiny kangaroo down, sport. Tiny kangaroo down. And mind me platypus duck. It is with great sadness that I bring you the breaking news that Australian broadcaster, entertainer, artist and convicted nonce, Rolf Harris has died today at the age of 93. Not a bad innings. Not a bad innings. Can't argue with the numbers. You cannot argue with the numbers. Sure, he went downhill a little bit in the latter years. Well, his life, for him, kind of went downhill in the sort of... What was it? Last ten years, perhaps? Man, he got so close. He almost got away. He almost pulled a Savile and got away with it. But it was not to be. It was not to be. You know, he won't be remembered so much for his artwork, nor his wobbleboard skills, nor his music, nor his entertainment. He will be remembered, I'm afraid, for the nonsense. Uh, yep, what an absolute menace. Uh, convicted paedophile and entertainer, Rolf Harris has died age 93. Man who coined the term, can you tell what it is yet? And now, having seen the court documents, I'm afraid we can tell what it is. I was interested, actually, I mean, a lot of people, you know, understandably are going to focus on the things that he did do in his life, you know, uh, you know, even looking at the positive things that he did do, you know, Animal Hospital, for example. A lot of people forget about Animal Hospital, you know. A lot of people let the the unpleasantness overshadow Animal Hospital. Oh, let's just get a fucking blast of the Animal Hospital music. Animal Hospital theme tune. I swear to God, if this doesn't rouse you... Oh... I tell you, there, there will be no, no adult born, having been born in the 80s and grown up in the 90s, that will not be roused by the animal hospital theme. I'm telling you 
now. Uh, will you, Rolf? Please stop. I'm trying to do your obituary here. Broke boys done. How dare you? Come on, man. Woo! Big. What fucking banger, man. They don't make theme tunes like that anymore. Swear to God, you imagine being in the recording session for that. So it's like when that sax riff comes out, ooh, man, God, that's <laughs> that sax riff hits you like a charge for indecent exposure. Bam! Take that on your doorstep, or have that in the Monday morning press. Bang! Lord of mercy. And there he is, he double denim. I can see him from here. Double white, double white denim. Coming in. Like, oh no. He's a little fox, mate. He's been run over and he's, he's got a problem with his eye. Oh, mate. And they, they said they can't risk damaging the front of the eye. So they're going to have to go in through the anus. Oh, this poor little, poor little critter, mate. Oh, they want me to do it? They want me to go in through the fox's anus? Oh, okay. Sure. Do I need gloves? No, I don't need gloves. All right. Will everyone else just leave the room for a bit? Rolf. He'll be remembered for the things he did do, but I think it's more important to remember him for the things that he didn't do. I've asked ChatGPT to compile me a list of the things that Rolf Harris did not do. He definitely did not do these things uh, in his life. Um, perhaps these will be a laugh. I've, I've read a few of them. Uh, they're very ChatGPT-y. Um, which I guess you could, if you're going to liken ChatGPT's comedy to real-life comedy human comedy there's nothing of the michael mcintyre about it a little bit of the harry hill about it but i mean that seems sort of insulting towards harry hill i think mcintyre should be pleased with the comparison but like i say important to remember rolf harris for the things he didn't do because so much focus so much emphasis is, is of course placed on the terrible things that he did do Rolf Harris definitely did not invent a time machine to go back and paint moustaches on famous historical figures in all of their portraits. Thanks for that one, ChatGPT. That's a good one. Uh, Rolf Harris did nef definitely not start a hip-hop career under the name MC Kangaroo. <laughs> Release a hit single about hopping skills. Didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> Please, the jury must understand he did not do that. Of all the things he did do, Rolf Harris definitely did not organise a synchronised swimming competition for penguins in the Antarctic. These are, man, this is some real, like, I don't know what I expect here, but, you know, it's lolly stick. It's lolly stick business, isn't it? He did not establish a secret society of talking koalas plotting to take over the world with eucalyptus-based mind control. Oh, okay. Well, if you're saying he didn't, fine. 
He did not attempt to break the world record for the longest continuous didgeridoo playing while riding a unicycle on a tightrope. Well, Farris definitely did not disguise himself as a giant platypus to infiltrate a fancy dress party hosted by the Queen. Important to remember him for not having done that. He definitely did not open a restaurant where all the food was made to resemble his famous paintings, including edible versions of his kangaroo sketches. Well, Farris definitely did not participate in a reality TV show where celebrities competed to see who could make the best sculpture out of Vegemite. Well, Farris definitely did not become a superhero known as Captain Wobble. The power to make objects in his vicinity vibrate uncontrollably. Well, that sounds like a half-truth, to be honest. Uh, Ralph Harris definitely, definitely did not invent remote-controlled boomerang that could fetch a cold beer from the fridge and return it to him on command. Ralph Harris definitely did not live a life without sin. But, you know, he without sin cast the first stone. There he is. Uh, Lab Bible reports a disgraced entertainer and convicted sex offender Ralph Harris has died at 93. His death was confirmed by the PA news agency by a registrar at Maidenhead Town Hall. Harris was an Australian entertainer who rose to frame in the 50s. Went on to forge a successful career spanning television, music and art. However, this was 2013 that he was uh, first arrested. So yeah, they, Harry took a nosedive these last 10 years. And he took a, oh, 12 victims. Not good. Ah. Anyway, I think that's the bit done now. Um, you know, once, start, once we start getting into the details, it, the bit becomes less of a bit. Do you know what I mean? You know, there's only, you know, there's only so many avenues you can take a little trot down, you know, with the Harris bit. And then we've done, we've done the time of kangaroo down proceeded you know you know did the animal hospital but i think the bits i think the bits pretty much there you know um press f to pay respect i guess r.i.p in peace as they say you know there's a there's a didgeridoo somewhere i ain't ever gonna get blown again i think don't know is that how it works not sure anyway more breaking news um well from today and i was alerted someone a friend of mine i saw in the gym very very keen to tell me about this uh controversial tiktoker mizzy hands himself into police after entering strangers homes uninvited yeah saw uh some of this um he's an american uh lad i believe um, but this is a craze now, or is it? No, the UK. Um, I'm not. No, it, it is London, right? It's, this is the same person I'm thinking of. So I'm a little bit confused. A little just confusion there. Uh, TikToker Mizzy uh, has handed himself into police following the publication of a video where he broke into a stranger's home. Yeah, that was his shtick, right? It's kind of like a new version of happy slapping, uh, where he. You know, instead of filming yourself hitting someone, you film yourself breaking and entering and threatening people in their homes. And then, you know, wonder why people get upset about that. Mizzy, uh, real name, uh, Bakari Ogaro, is a controversial figure on the platform who carried out a series of so-called pranks, including stealing a woman's dog, forcing his way into a stranger's car, 
and getting into the home of a family. He also posted videos of himself ripping pages out of library books. Oh, I swear to God. If I was to see that young gentleman ripping a page out of a library book, oh, I tell you, that would be trouble. Harassing people in public places and riding an e-bike through a supermarket. Sweet Christ. This delinquent boy. This runaway delinquent boy. He must be stopped. Handed himself into the police. Good work. Well done. Maybe he's found Jesus. Police previously confirmed that they were looking for him after the publication of a video showing two people walking into a stranger's home in Hackney. A statement made last night. Police said uh, that an 18-year-old had been arrested on suspicion of causing a public nuisance. He looks a lot younger than 18. He looks like a wee bubba, you know? He looks like a, like a tween. Like a wee tween. A wee bairn. Uh, 18, though. Unlucky. You're going to get... You're going to get the adult treatment, I'm afraid, matey boy. They confirmed the arrest was made on Monday evening and that an 18-year-old was in custody. The statement read, The arrest follows an investigation into social media footage which featured a number of incidents. The library one was incredibly distressing. The desecration of library books is a truly satanic act. We will not stand for that. Those include apparently unsolicited approaches made towards a member of the public in the street, on transport, entering addresses without the apparent permission of the owners. They stole a wee bastard dog as well. Part of wee bastard dog. Uh, the chief of the Central East Command Unit, the body responsible for policing in Hackney and Tower Hamlets, also commented on the matter. I do not underestimate the widespread upset, upset, distress and concern that these videos have caused, particularly the library book one. What a bastard. Some people have referred to them as a prank, uh, but I hope the significant development, this significant development, well, that he came and handed himself into you. You didn't catch him, he came to you and went, it's me, I hear you're looking for me. Well done, police. Oh, well done. This is... This is just the just the win that the Met needed to get people back on side. A, a boy, a young boy who's literally filming himself committing crimes has come and given himself to you. Like, <laughs> well done. A number of these videos were produced, uh, impacting on many different people, and our investigation remains ongoing as we seek to build a strong picture of both the activity featured in the footage and the impact on the public. Mizzy has previously been arrested over footage which appeared to show him harassing Jewish people. What a cutie! Wow! What a... What that... What... These TikTokers, man. These TikTokers. Uh, and has told The Independent that his videos are all about getting engagement. Uh, it's the fact that people are talking that's important. I'm not sure it is, you know? Uh, he told them he does feel sympathy and remorse for some of the people in his videos, including a family who lived in a house that he entered without permission. Uh, but I guess, you know, he's right, isn't it? The content is more important. And if you entertain, you know, a couple of hundred thousand people and it only harms one family, you're just looking at, you know, you just look at it from from the numbers you know if you just take a look at the data take a look at the data then you know it's it's from a purely utilitarian perspective right you know i'm sure that there've been 
many societies and civilizations over the years that have deemed the suffering of a few for the entertainment of the masses to be a worthwhile trade. So you perhaps might say he's merely hearkening back to an older, some might say simpler time. You know, he's using mod the modern technology of TikTok to really bring back a kind of ancient Rome vibe, you know? It's the, it's the Colosseum contained within a smartphone. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's an artist, and instead of paint, it's pain and misery. Instead of a canvas, it's TikTok. You know, and if more people, if more people are entertained than upset, um, what a person who is not me could make the argument that he's a bloody great guy, and you know, maybe. Maybe rather than arresting him and charging him for the crimes he so obviously committed, having documented them himself on video, perhaps we should be giving him a bloody good pat on the back. You know, and perhaps, rather than giving all our tax money to the king, perhaps we should send a little bit his way. Perhaps Mizzy deserves 250 million for a, for a weekender. Which, let's be honest, that's what the coronation was. It was a fucking, it was a weekender. Yeah, it was by any, it was bang face weekender, but with a, you know, with, with a bigger budget, right? Sure, they don't have lime wax and bong ra playing, but, you know, I'm sure plenty of gear got done. It not that the important thing? I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there was a, I'm sure there was a fucking late night packet sesh or two, you know, amongst the royals and, you know, the, the great unwashed. So, it's much of a muchness, isn't it? Yeah, I say we give 250 mil taxpayer money to Mizzy for him to have... He can plan it. You know, give him something to do. I'll tell you what, he won't be going into people's homes and stealing dogs or harassing Jews if he's got 250 million to plan a, a bloody weekend-long party. I'll tell you that. You know? So maybe we should do it with all these scallywags. Yeah? Hey... How about stop committing crimes on the TikTok? Here's 250 million pounds. Put this hat on. Put this bejeweled hat on. Yeah? Get fucking anointed. How about that? Yeah? Rather than punish them, anoint them. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, the TikToker said that he went back the next day and apologised. Pathetic. He also spoke about the controversial video of him stealing a woman's dog. So I said to her that if the dog came up to us again, having already come up to us three times, I was going to take her dog. And she laughed and said, my grandson has seen you on TikTok. Okay, is that the end of that story? Is he also claimed that he was the actual owner of the library books he appeared to destroy in one of his videos? Well, I'm sorry, but just renting the books from the library does not mean you own the books from the library. The, the, the books belong to the library. Teddy's got books out from the library. He's destroyed those books. But he's won. So, I don't know what we're going to do. We've got the bunnies on, they're asking for the bunnies on the bus back. Bunnies on the bus. The bunnies on the bus. No wonder there's a fuss about the bunnies on the bus. Well, there's going to be a bigger fuss back at the library. We're going to take the bunnies on the bus back. And he sees he's ripped all the pages out of it. So we've got to buy another copy of the bunnies on the bus. We're going to go to Amazon to buy copies of the bunnies on the bus. 
And if they don't have the copy of the bunny on the bus, then there's going to be a fuss about the bunnies on the bus. <sighs> the bunny on the roof. There's a bunny on the roof. Careful, you silly bunny, or you may well lose a tooth. Bunnies on the bus. Bunnies on the bus. No wonder there's a fuss about the bunnies on the bus. We got a threatening letter from the library the other day, addressed to Teddy, his first threatening letter. He can't even read. Yeah, asking for the safe return of the bunnies on the bus and the other library books that he has taken out from the library and destroyed. You know, nice, isn't it? One years old, can't even read. You're getting threatening letters, you know, from, well, you could say that the libraries are an extension of the government, so already the government are harassing him. Now the thing, the thing with children's books from the libraries, they don't you don't have to pay a fine if they're late. They just, I guess, they just keep sending you the letters. Um, there must be a point at which they stop sending letters, right? Because presumably, if they, you know, if we send out like a thousand or so letters, that's got to cost more money than just replacing the book. You know, I guess they're sort of relying on like people to do what they might consider the, like to be the right thing which is if you borrow the books for free, that you should bring them back. And ideally, in the condition you either rented them in or, you know, better, I guess. Or perhaps not displaying beyond what might be considered normal wear and tear of a child's library book. So I'm going to have to buy another copy of The Bunnies on the Bus. This is the long and the short of it, you know. So... You know, that's where my life's at now. You know, I'm contemplating where, when, how I'm going to pay for. You know, I need a fresh copy of The Bunnies on the Bus. Otherwise, threatening letters are going to keep coming. And if they, you know, if if he learns to read before I replace the library book, then he's going to see these threatening letters. He's going to be upset, you know, that the government, the government are on him already you know you know he shits his own pants multiple times a day and he's threatening letters from the government i mean it's just it's this used to this used to be a country you know and now what is it soviet russia that's oh, pathetic i say put mizzy in charge you know put this put this young buck you know, he know he knows that he he knows how to fashion some content. He can get some reach, you know, he's got clout. Yeah? Vote Mizzy, that's what I say. That little that little bastard. Um he entered a stranger's home and asked a woman if she wanted to die. Yeah. Not good, is it? I mean this is like this is kinda of like the sort of drill rap stuff, but without the rap, you know? I guess it's just just sort of being a knob on social media. Yeah, sure, fine. Okay. Anyway, that's um, that's Ralph Harris and Mizzy covered. Um, what are the other bits? Is oh God, Christ! Some stuff about bouncy castles, particularly uh, bouncy castle business owner sentenced to prison. After ordering arson attacks on rival. <laughs> right. Okay. Imagine. Imagine what a person who owns. A bouncy castle business looks like. 
Okay, you've got that person in your head. Okay, now a little bit slimmer than that because you've gone... Now, I, I appreciate that actually who you've imagined is accurate. You know, this is a significant beer gut, tracky bottoms, the gut is hanging over the tracky bottoms, the tracky bottoms are already riding fucking low. It's a sort of, you know, it's a fil- there's a filthy polo shirt with the company's name embroidered onto the um, chest pocket. Not not a beard, but not shaven. Biscuits on chin, you know, lank, greasy, unwashed hair. You can see that he smells. Yeah, that's who you've imagined. And that's fine. You've you That is accurate. Okay, now we've just got to refine that a little bit. <laughs> just take that. Okay, imagine this is a sort of like police photo fit, but we've just got to like crimp it. Okay, so shave him. Yeah, shave him. Okay hairline comes back a bit okay now make the head a bit more cone shaped a bit more cone shaped eyes too far apart okay too far apart and they're looking in opposite directions but only just a little bit just enough just enough to make you a little bit uncomfortable but not so much so as that it's like all right okay this person has you know obviously a issue with their eyes and that's fine it's just just enough to be like uh. um small pedo glasses uh conehead yeah okay that's your guy there he is he's there bouncy castle business owner has been sentenced to prison after ordering a sting of arson attack a string sorry of arson attacks on his rivals james balcom 58 was jailed yesterday after reportedly pleading guilty to 11 charges of conspiracy to commit arson against fellow competitors in the party hire equipment business. <laughs> wow, this is the maddest this is the maddest thing since the, the ice cream wars up north. Oh this is in this is in Australia. Right, okay, yeah, now I'm mad. Okay, now, now that I know this guy's Australian it just make it, it, the way he looks just makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah okay imagine your typical 58 year old australian that's what it looks like okay god my so much right yeah no really yeah 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 no that's that is right yeah yeah so the ice cream wars are you, you maybe you're familiar with the ice cream wars i'll get chat gpt to do a quick uh rundown of it um can you give me a quick rundown of the, I think it's called. They called it the ice ice cream wars uh, in northern England. Uh, England. Uh, right. Okay. I'm sorry, but it's my last knowledge update. Blah 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 blah. Um. Anyway, historically the term ice cream wars refers to a series of violent conflicts between rival criminal gangs in Glasgow. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Northern England. Okay. Glasgow. Historically the term ice cream wars refers to a series of violent conflicts between rival criminal gangs in Glasgow, Scotland during the 1980s. These gangs were involved in the distribution of drugs and protection rackets, and they used ice cream vans as fronts for their illicit activities. The conflicts escalated to the point where there were several instances of violence and even mudders. Uh, have there been any recent developments uh, related to the ice cream wars, specifically in Northern England? Um, 
I'm unable to provide details. Okay. Fine. Okay, sorry. I meant Scotland. Okay. Give me a bullet point list of things that happened. Fucking robot cunt. Yeah. Oh, you take your sweet time now, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking are. All right, let's get back to this bouncy castle for now. Uh, Victoria Police, uh, Victoria County Police, has since stated the Melbourne-based business owner was completely fixated on ensuring the success of his company. He's a hustler. He's a grinder. And would go to extreme lengths to fight off his competitors. As you have to. If you're going to fucking grind in 2023, you got like, if you're not cheating, like, you're not trying. While he first entered the party hire industry with awesome party hire around 2006, everything changed when he expanded his horizons to bouncy castle hire some years later in 2011. Balkan was so hell-bent on keeping his business afloat, he devised a plot to really outdo his competitors once and for all. When he paid off his co-offenders uh, to firebomb competing businesses. Oh. When he paid off his co-offenders to firebomb competing businesses between late 2016 and early 2017. He met with two men, Craig Anderson and Peter Smith and instructed them to torch two bouncy castle firms to ashes in exchange for $2,000, £1,000, per attack. That's not bad. I'm going to say, like, in terms of, like, right, if I needed to... Uh, if I needed to pay someone to commit some arson, who am I going to get to do it? Probably Jimmy Budd is going to be my first choice. You know? I, I don't know why he came to mind. You make up your own minds about that. Yeah? I, I, would he, would he go and, t if I wanted Jimmy Budd to go and torch Trickstar Radio, yeah, I think he's going to want more than a grand. I, I don't know, actually, I don't know. I mean, I guess, as it, being Trickstar, possibly, he might, he might just, might do that for the, for the love. I mean, that might be a pro bono. But I don't know, maybe I want him to go torch Code South or something, or, you know, a, a, a I basically couldn't consider Trickstar a rival. I mean, particularly as they're, you know, off air now. But, you know, there's... Whoever, yeah? Whoever! There's another fucking... There's some other fucking... It's on my base station! It's a fucking buy it's on my base station! I think he's going to want more than the grand. I don't know, what's he going to want? 1500 1200 I guess it depends on what mood you catch him in, right? You know, if he's... Catch him while he's watching the fights, you know. He's half a bag deep. He might do it for seven fifty. He might do it there and then. Seven fifty. You might do it for another bag. I'm just saying. You might. Perhaps I'm. Perhaps I'm overthinking this. But I, I don't know. You know. While car offender Smith uh, stopped after the first two attacks, more incidents came after all fo came after all following a similar pattern. Judge Stuart Bowles said, "You told them you wanted the jumping castles. Jumping castles? Is that what they call them in Australia? Fucking savages, mate. Wanted the jumping castles affected so the other companies wouldn't be making money. 
thing is, yeah, you do have to be a little bit smart about it, right? Because if it, you know, if everyone wakes up one morning and like there's seven bouncy castle hire places in, you know, the hundred mile radius, yeah, and six of them have been firebombed, like it, you know, it doesn't take a fucking genius, it doesn't take Columbo to work out who might be responsible for it. It's, <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, I've I've jumped ahead here. I'm 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 not giving him enough credit. Balkum even ordered an arson attack on his own factory in order to deflect suspicion. My man. Okay, fine. While many of the attacks, which were started by lighting fuel or Molotov cocktails, only caused minor damage, there was one particular incident that destroyed a staggering 100 bouncy castles. Wow, imagine what that warehouse was like. God, it must have been just permanent fun. God, the fun working for something like that. The arson attack at the uninsured firm, A&A Jumping Castles. <laughs> Fucking jumping castles. Uh, went on to require a whopping 1.5 million in repair work and ended the business, totally destroying the livelihood of the business owners. That is what he wanted, though. That surely was the plan. In the following days, Anderson Smith and an unnamed third person were arrested for the attack. The three car offenders made full admissions of the crime, pussies, with Anderson and Smith nominating Balkum as the, inv- uh, the instigator. Balkum's lawyer, Simon Kenny has since dubbed the arson attacks as amateurish, short-sighted, and unsophisticated. Right, mate, you're supposed to be fucking backing him up. It's not good, is it? Um, the Victoria County Court also heard of Balkum's psychological disorders and how he became completely fixated on his financial triumph, uh, since he never experienced such success in business before. I don't think that's really an excuse. The business was doing really well, so I I, don't know, I was so hepped up about it that I just had to firebomb all other similar businesses. Come on, we've all like you don't know what it's like until you're there. You've got your jumping castle business, and it's going fucking so well. Got all the kids like just jumping, parties. They're booking you for the parties for the jumping castles, and it's like really financially successful i'm making seventeen thousand pounds a year yeah before tax like really good money of course i'm gonna want to firebomb other businesses i want to start firebombing anyone everyone you know cake shops gyms charity shops i i'm gonna scorch the earth so it's nothing but my jumping castles so it'll all that'll be the only thing that people have to think about they won't think where am I going to eat today? They won't think where can I where can I get a dentist? They're going to think jumping castles. I need to rent jumping castles. It it makes so much sense. Okay, lead him away. That's it. Lead him down. Eleven years in prison. Eleven years in prison. Oh dear. Um, during the sentencing, which took place last Thursday, uh, Bales declared Balkans offending caused significant loss suffering and emotional trauma uh you got 11 years uh after pleading guilty to 11 charges of conspiracy to commit arson with a non-parole period set at seven years and ten months ah well you know at least he's not a scrounger all i'm gonna say all i'm gonna say 
Uh, women who spent 100000 to become a real-life Barbie uh, says people treat her better now that she's hot. Listen, I've been beating that drum for ages. I appreciate the vindication. Uh, no. Vilified. Vilificate, vilified. Vindicated? Vilified. Which one's which? Vindicated. Yeah. Vindicate. I'm going to go with vindicate. I've been, I've been vindicated. Yeah. People ask me, what do I want Teddy to be when he grows up? And I say attractive. And they look at me like I'm mad. But I'm not mad. I'm realistic. Yeah? It really doesn't matter if you're intelligent. doesn't matter if you're good at things. doesn't matter if you're nice. As long as you're good looking. Someone, someone will have your back. If you're good looking. Yeah? You'll be able... Someone will be there to pick up after you if you're hot. Genuinely. You must have seen these... I'm sure that we've been through them on, on the show before. When they set up fake um, Tinder accounts with really, really smoking hot guys. Like outrageous, like model level, outrageously hot, like young guys. And then when they match with people, they get in the conversation and then they start telling the girl, who is the real girl who has matched with them, that they're just having a bit of legal trouble at the moment. And then they say, well, why? About what? And then they say, I have had sex with multiple underage, uh, underage girls and some of them very, very, very young. And the people that they match with say things like, oh, well, we all make mistakes. That is fucking insanity. Like, oh, well, you know, you, 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 you're trying to, trying to be better, though. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying, taking each day at a time. I'm like, oh, that's really good. Oh, well done. I'm proud of you. It's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. Like, obviously, well, I mean, if he was unattractive, they wouldn't have matched with him in the first place. But, like, the amount of places that being really hot will get you, you know, and, like, sure... Some people win the genetic lottery. Other people absolutely do not. Most people are somewhere in the middle, uh, which I presume uh, this young lady was. However, 100 grand later, you know, she's doing the business. Um, yeah, she she does look like she has had a lot of work done, I, w- I will say. Uh, only, oh, only 50, only 50 grand real money. This is uh, another Australian story. A Queensland woman has spent hundred grand, you know, monopoly money to look like a real life Barbie princess. Believes that people treat her better now that she's hot. She was just eighteen when she went under the knife for breast augmentation in Los Angeles. Fast forward to now, the twenty-five-year-old says she's received numerous cosmetic surgeries, which has resulted in her being treated differently by her peers. Uh, yeah, I mean, she, you know. She looks like a sort of attractive girl that's had a lot of stuff done. You know, that's not, you know, it's not unusual. With each surgery, I really do get treated better by both men and women, while my confidence also skyrockets. Um, well, I think you know, case case closed. Then I think we should all be saving up for cosmetic surgery. Clearly, imagine how good the world would be if everyone was a fucking smoke show. And I think it would take a few generations before it sort of reset a baseline of hotness, yeah? Because, you know, if over the next 10 years, everyone on the planet just went through a string 
of serious, expensive plastic surgeries to make everybody hot, we would still remember when people weren't hot, you know? And I guess that, you know, there's obviously quite a lot of photographic evidence out there of people absolutely not being hot. So we would still have that really firmly in our minds. I think we still have that firmly in our minds for the rest of our lives. So I think we'd be able to still really enjoy it, you know? And then our kids, you know, they'd, well... But, well, okay, let's go with people that have not yet been born. They'd still have the immediate history, you know, TV programs, films and stuff. It might it might take another 50 to 100 years, you know, before the baseline properly resets. Because, I mean, you know, people will be looking at, at sort of old ar- archival footage and be like, well, who the hell are these freaks? But they'd have no sort of real frame of reference to it, you know, because they'd all just be... Although, this being said, right... I guess if you're doing it all by, bear with me here, if you're doing it all by surgery, you're not altering your genetics in any way, therefore, ugly people still have ugly kids, you know? So, actually, perhaps it was there was just some sort of system whereby, you know, let's let's keep keep it at 18. You're not allowed to do any of the surgeries before 18. Um... But maybe we brought the price right down. You know, the very vast majority of people could become hot. But we, if we kept, if we kept a level of uglies around, just to remind ourselves, you know, just to, you know, they say they say without war there can be no peace, you know, and without ugly there can be no hot. So if we keep just a small, you know, a kind of underclass, you know, an under under class of rough buggers just knocking about just to remind us that it could be a lot worse i you know what i mean is that such a terrible vision of the future you know is that so bad is it is it so bad of me to want to round up ugly folks and put them in a zoo is that is that is that the worst opinion anyone's ever had is that the uh, probably not you know to round up the real like kind of ah ooh oh god you know those ones put them in a zoo is that re- is that really such a such a terrible vision of the future well well we all just get endless nose jobs you know we just have lifts and nips and tucks you know peels and transplants implants filler yeah botox bbls you know all the good gear you know like whatever the kardashians had that actually changed the shape of their fucking skulls literally look at some of them look at chloe kardashian look at the pictures of her 10 years ago to now they've changed the shape of that woman's skull i don't know how maybe it's a different person maybe they've just switched her out that's possible but look, I just think the world would be so much better. Like, just look at politics, for example. Yeah? It's Hollywood for ugly people. Now, what if there weren't any ugly people? Well, then hot people would have to do politics. And if hot people did politics, then people would like them. And if they were liked, then perhaps they'd do a better job. And if they were hot, they'd, they'd, we'd, we'd just let them off the hook. So maybe they could do a shit job. We're like, ah, oh, whatever, fit though, isn't he? Yeah, who cares? Whatever. 
Yeah, I can't risk going to the dogs, but you know, these, yeah, Woo, them, them cheekbones, wow. Yeah, the guns on that, wow. You know, they're just, they're just doing, you know, rather than Hancock secretly grabbing ass, you know, or Boris with his parties, they're just, they're just letting the country burn and just posting selfies. You know, ones where they're just like, kind of got that sort of dead-eyed stare that people who've had a lot of plastic surgery have. And they've just got a sort of fixed good. You take let someone, like, you look at Mike O'Hearn. Yeah? Famous bodybuilder Mike O'Hearn. Looks like he's had a bit of work done on his face. Let's be honest. It's like he's had a bit of work done on his face. He's had a lifetime of gear. You know, obviously he's an incredible specimen. But you just look at his eyes. Yeah? Look at that man's... Look at the way that he... He, he only has a thousand-yard stare now. And I, I feel like it's the sort of like, it's the stare of a person that, yeah, it's a Faustian bargain. You know, the plastic surgery is a Faustian bargain. It's, uh, you know, it's the same if you get a gastric. You just, it's a Faustian bargain because, you know, you get the gastric because you love the food and then you can't have the food. You're slim and that's cool. You still want the food can't have it it's you're dancing with the devil you know you become a thin per you become a fat person trapped in a thin person's body it it's 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 a tough it's a tough place to be anyway i see my body twice a day before i shower huh twice a day and i see my face twice a day when i brush my teeth uh, so it really helps my self-esteem. Are they the only times you ever see your reflection? Oh, you must do more than that. Um, my forehead reduction. She had a fucking forehead reduction. She ain't fucking about. Jesus. Well, I know a few people who should take advantage of that. Um, when she was a teen, she first entertained the idea of getting plastic surgery after noticing how women with larger cleavages will get treated. <laughs> Christ. Now, after altering her own appearance, she's reaping the same benefits. It's so worth investing in your body and face. So that's, I mean, literally financially, like not, you know, going to the gym, building it up naturally. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are many ways you can take care of your face without you going under the knife. Um, it's so worth investing in your body and face, as that's what the world sees, she explains. I wouldn't have gotten where I am today without my looks. From dating to friends, people who give you people give you a chance when you're hot. Sorry, Chad, you're right. Five head reduction is the correct term. Very good. Uh, she's also had uh, vasa liposuction on her stomach, arms, inner thighs, upper and lower back, chin, and face, along with a second breast augmentation at 24. Yeah, she's got absolutely enormous jugs now. I mean, they're sort of comically large. Last month. Uh, she shared that she was travelling to South Korea for rhinoplasty and a forehead reduction. <sighs> Fucking forehead reduction. Can you just grow a fringe? Like, I, you know. The content creator exposed her scar along her forehead in a TikTok clip, telling viewers, I'm still healing. Both Mirano plasty and my forehead reduction is actually going to take... Even a year for results. But yeah, I'm definitely addicted to all of this stuff. 
but I'm really happy with it. A separate TikTok. Uh, Jasmine, spelled with a Y, shared that she was obsessed with her new look. One month ago, I had plastic surgery to look like a Barbie slash a Disney princess. I had a rhinoplasty and a forehead reduction surgery. I went to ID Hospital in South Korea. I'm obsessed with myself now. Oh, you know, God bless her. God love her. Um, I think this is... I, th- I think that Barbara's done a great job of covering the positives um, of getting hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of plastic surgery done. Um, like how recently they covered that that woman who was a murderer, the uh, Petersburg ditch murders. Uh, they'd gone against the idea that perhaps the media should not be, you know, naming and uh, lionising serial killers, and they've actually dug a serial killer out of obscurity as someone who no one had really heard of, um, and really went out of their way to try and try and really get this woman's name out there get her name and her face you know that was on a that was on a Patreon episode uh, for Sweet Johnny last uh, Patreon episode with Sweet Johnny there if you want to go and take a little listen to that for a mere five bucks a month uh, how long we got ten minutes left alright that's enough about Barbie uh Spider-Man scales BBC headquarters and attacks controversial statue with a hammer. Spidey, what are you doing? A man wearing a Spider-Man mask. Please don't be fathers for justice. A man wearing a Spider-Man mask scaled the BBC Broadcasting House in London this weekend to deface a controversial statue standing outside. Uh, The suspect was arrested on Saturday after hitting the statue uh, by disgraced sculptor Eric Gill the hammer and chisel. The incident marks the second time that the statue of uh, Prospero and Ariel has been attacked since it was erected in 1931. All right, I'll uh, I'll bite. What the fuck's going on here then? The carving of uh, Prospero and Ariel from Shakespeare's play The Tempest was installed outside the BBC Broadcasting House back in 1933. It is. It is seen as partially, particularly controversial as Eric Gill, a prominent British artist. What? It has been seen as particularly controversial as Eric Gill, a prominent British artist from the early 20th century. That sentence doesn't go anywhere. That's, that's only... Diary entries were published following his death in 1940, which describes sexual acts with his daughters and his family dog. Oh, dear. Oh dear. Well, not being funny. The kind of BBC did turning into a little bit of a nonce factory, isn't it? It's um, yeah. Okay. Um. Right. Okay. So the geezer in the Spider-Man hat, but Spider-Man mask. He's gone up there. He's got a pen. He's got a banner. And he's written all around the statue. He's written BBC Nonce Factory. Um, did I just say Nonce Factory? Did I read that first or did I? I don't know. Um, wow, he's listed out all the different nonces. Wreath, uh, Gill, Savile, Hall, Harris, Glitter, and on and on. Um, nonce Monument Bye Bye. It says uh, Spider Man 123, uh, go fund me. 
BBC epicenter of propaganda, paedophiles and bullshit. Police corrupt to the core, only serving and protecting corporations and the elites. He sounds like a fun guy. He sounds like someone I'd like to have pints with. Uh, someone whose long Facebook rambles I would like to read. Um, hell, I'd like to spend a little bit of time in the comments section of the Guardian website with him. Do they still have that? Maybe they got rid of it. Uh, he sounds like a character. What's his Instagram? What's his Twitter? Why is there no social media? Uh, you would think the first thing would be his YouTube to go up. Okay, look, Spider Man One Two Three, go find me. Let's find that. Let's find this. Uh, Spider Man One Two Three, go fund me. Uh, fundraiser by Spider Man. No. Um. Mm, no. Not seeing anything. He's done a rough job here. Listen, mate, if you're going to climb up on the fucking BBC headquarters and write nonce everywhere and try and get people's attention, could you please make sure that you've written your social media details up there properly so that we can come and follow you? Please, mate. Thanks. Uh, since that discovery, there have been calls from protesters and sexual abuse charities for the statue uh, to be removed. Met Police uh, said they loved it because they don't give a fuck, mate. They don't give a fuck. Um... There are reports that the man who concealed his face with the superhero mask uh, repeatedly uh, shouted down at police officers on the ground. The Met Police confirmed that the man was eventually brought down shortly after 6pm that evening. Uh, since been arrested for criminal damage, this isn't the first time someone has taken it upon themselves to physically deface the statue. Last January, a protester scaled the building and took a hammer to Eric Gill's work. As a result, the statue has been surrounded by scaffolding. That surely makes it easier to get to. Hmm. Uh, the restoration was originally scheduled to wrap up June 19th uh, with the addition of a QR code for people to scan to offer context about the statue and its history. God, if there's not more BBC way of doing things, like... Okay, we're not actually going to remove the non-statue. How about a QR code? Um, and I hadn't seen a decision at the time. Robert Sita, head of the BBC History, said Broadcasting House... Uh, is a building of historical and cultural significance, and one of the foundations of modern-day broadcasting, both in this country and around the world. Blah, 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 blah. Um, don't condone the behaviour of him. Listen, take it down. Put up, um, put up a statue of Mizzy, you know? Make a deal with him. Say, listen, pal, you've had a bit of fun. How about no more of these sort of happy slapping type TikTok routines or we'll bung a statue of you up on the BBC headquarters seems like a fucking sweet deal can't see you getting a better deal than that anywhere I know you know we did talk about the whole 250 mil thing for a weekend but let's be come on come on we both knew that wasn't going to happen you know I was just pub chat listen that's just you know it's bag chat wasn't it first that's just the, you know just the first bag talking. Hey, well, 250 million. But, listen, statue of the BBC, that's not bad. That is, you dine out on that for a little while. Lab Bible has contacted the corporation for additional comment. And as ever, they have not responded. <laughs> Do you think they have just like a special email? All these places just have a special email address for Lab Bible where they just, like, 
you know, it's labbiblecomments at bbc.co.uk and it's just got like 2,000 unread emails in the account. <laughs> Come on, look, I, look, this guy, I, uh, I really want to know. Eric, Spider-Man defaced Eric Girl's statue has been arrested oh, man has been arrested blah 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 I'm arrested come on I I don't know defaced go fund me fund me page uh, no it's just No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just, I can't, can't find it, I mean, is that, you just put in spider, man, one, two, three, oh, it's brought up, what? Go GoFundMe slash F slash Spider-Man123. Oh, it is. Oh, it's brought up. Sorry, I got confused there. Cause it's brought up a Count Dankula video. But it's Count Dankula responding to the man smashing up the controversial BBC statue. We've found the page. Thank God. Um, Hi, brothers and sisters. Hope you like slash enjoy my latest public slash humanitarian service. Hidden in plain sight. A bit about the statue. Commissioned by John Reith, the first Director General of the BBC in 1933, uh, documented he had an unhealthy obsession with young boys, uh, and that he was the moralising monster who built the BBC. Plus, sculptured, sculpted by Eric Gill, in his diaries published in 1989, he admitted having sex with his sister, his daughter, and the family dog. Documented, uh, he wore a smock, and had no underwear on while sculpting the statue. Well, if that's not the biggest crime so far. Uh, with the BBC staff being told not to look up when entering and exiting the building uh, below where he was working. Um, Christie's, there's, oh, there's some... Um, he's added citations. Uh, plus, a man holding a naked child, with the child holding an instrument uh, that you blow... According to the BBC, Ariel, as the spirit of the air, was felt to be an appropriate symbol for the new mystery of broadcasting. Yeah, sure, an I'm Rita Aura. Okay. <laughs> All the possible symbols to choose from, and the nonces just happened to do one of a man with a naked child, plus a flute. Wreath, gill, and everything about this screams it's a BBC monument to paedophilia. The statue is an offensive and indefensible crime. Blatant, it needs to be gone, and it needs to go now. His name is Dave. Should be removed in nineteen eighty. Should have been removed in nineteen eighty nine, or or at the latest when Jimmy the BBC Savile was exposed for what he was. BBC covered up for their Savile for their Savile for their Savile. Uh, it's silence over him and was deafening and resulted in untold other abuse that could have been stopped. Following my previous visit, January twenty twenty two. BBC had no plans to replace or remove the statue. No charge regarding that visit, where over 5k of damage was caused during a four-hour incident that was all filmed and witnessed by 20 people. 
uh, 20 police, sorry, 14 months on, I'm currently still under released under investigation. I thought someone else may have assisted by now, but don't worry, good old friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man will sort it out. Visit one, no charge and bailed. Had this, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is kind of schizo posting, sort of, uh, the way it's written. It is clearly written by a mad person. I, don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm on his side. Uh, I think uh, it does seem something slightly iffy about it, and I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps, considering what's happened with the BBC over the years, perhaps get rid of the pedo statue. Just a thought. Yeah, maybe. Put it something like, you know, BBC's supposed to be woke now, isn't it? Put up a statue of Munro Bergdorf. Yeah. Put up a big statue of Munro Bergdorf just fucking yas queening on the, the, the front of the head HQ. Yeah. Get rid of the nonce. Put Bergdorf up there. You know. Put your fucking money where your mouth is, BBC. He balls out the bath. Put a bloody put a new statue up. Massive thanks to anyone who helped with expenses and legal costs. Apparently, you don't need any legal costs, mate, because they don't care. Um, let's. Uh, his name is uh, David Chick. Can you contact? You can contact him. Um, perhaps we should try and get him on the show. Uh, there have been twelve donations so far. Uh, totaling £215 uh, of his £1 million goal. Um, shame that there's no, there's no social media uh, links. Um, well, so you can send him a message and... Uh, yeah. Anyway, listen, that's the end of the show, guys. Uh, make up your own minds about uh, whether or not I'm funny or whether or not that was a good show. I think his... Uh, I can't say it much... Can't say any fairer than that. Uh, thank you to everyone who's supporting on the Patreon. Chris Josephs, Alex, Kootenai Junglist Movement, Bo Bo Bo, Dale Holland, Oddfrey, the first, Max Morell, Josh Mayers, Tom Frost, Mr. Merck, Jack, Joe Lewis, Ollie Watt, Adam Payne, Ed Smart, Alistair Michael, Jen Spencer, John Forsyth Anderton, Vaplade, Gordon Price, Hodge, Lupe Salazar, Nick Brock, Hando Bartendo, Cho Ryder, Martin Wick, Alex Wilson, Joel Potter, Matty Tompkins, Paulie Hutton, aka Paulie Da Pimp. Kieran R. and Reese Mossum. If you want an extra episode a week, five bucks on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash threshold.fm. Uh, until next time. Until, for Patreon listeners, new episode on Friday. Otherwise, next Tuesday. Sorry, or next Wednesday if you're listening on the podcast rather than live. Uh, to those listening live, thank you very much for tuning in. Come on, man! Yeah. Okay. Sure.